Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. I At no point, and I've done dozens of these, at no point did I stop and go, you know what, I should check all these other things that blow these things up. And I didn't do it. And what happens? The vehicle is sitting outside right now, outside right now, with all sorts of problems. Hey, everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG podcast. In this episode, we sit down and have a conversation with Chris Martino of Opus IVS and Trained by Tex, and we welcome back Dusty Harrison, the shop foreman at E1 Motorsports in Houston, Texas. We set out to talk about technician ego, but that got derailed early on. What follows is Chris and Dustin's opinions on several diagnostic tools, as well as a scathing review of my diagnostic abilities as it relates to Ford 5.4 liter timing issues. But before we get started, please take a moment to hit that like button if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you like our content, consider subscribing to the channel. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast listening app, make sure you're set to automatically download the latest episode so you never miss an upload. And now, here we go. So the topic of conversation is something that we're all well, well versed in arrogant technicians, technician egos and technician attitudes. And, and Chris, we brought you because you are the expert of technician ego. Well, I have no ego, so I am not an expert in anything, oh, I don't. <laughs> <follow me. laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do deal with a, with a lot of ego all day long. Yeah, well, I mean, you're like on this, you're like in this really tough position because you actually have to take telephone calls from people that already know everything. They're just calling to tell you you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's usually, that's usually what it is, right? So usually you get the guy um, who's been to the ring with a diagnosis, missed something, replaced parts, got the boss yelling at him. And um, you got to get through his ego before you go, okay, fine. Did you check that ground? 
<laughs> right, right. You know what I did. You know what I did. Well, why don't you go <laughs> double check it? And then and that's one. And, and honestly, that's one of the first things I learned when I took this job because right. um, they, 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 there's no class on how to become a good tech support person, no. right? So, like when when I when when I go through all the steps. Uh, and I asked the guy, well, did you check this fuse? Okay, cool. That wire is good. Okay, cool. That harness is good. You tugged on it. Yeah, that's good. Okay. You checked that ground. Yeah, I checked that ground. Okay. Did you load check everything? Yeah, I load checked it. Well, then I don't know why it doesn't work. And then out for, it took a while. And then, and then the guys around, around me, what they would tell me is like, um, listen, <laughs> sometimes they lie to you. I was like, oh, why would they do that? Yeah, if if you're going through everything and and nothing makes sense, something is somebody's lying somewhere. You know, (laughs) so I I think you've met Eric before that works for me, and I I hate to pick on him. Eric had this like crazy medical emergency this week. He runs up the store up the stairs, and he's telling me about a car, and the dude like starts slurring his speech, and I'm like, uh, Eric. And he, he's looking at me confused, like, oh, my God, I can't talk. And then he just heads to the ground, you know, and scared the crap out of me. So I can't talk too bad about him. He's okay. Everything is fine. <laughs> and now, now we got that little baby. What, what happened? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, when he first started for me, there was a 7-3 power stroke out here. And I said, I want you to go down. It's pouring the rain, dude. It's, it's absolutely pouring the rain. And I said, go down, key on, see if you have communication, see if you have any trouble codes, and tell me, does the check engine light or the wait to start light come on when you key on? He comes back and he says, no communication, wait to start light doesn't come on. I said, okay. What I want you to do is I showed him where the fuel heater connector is. I said, I want you to go unplug that, and I want you to change this fuse number. I want you to pull it out, check, make sure it's not blown. He comes back a few minutes later, and he said, it's not blown. I said, yes, it is. He said, no, it's not. I said, it is. Go back and double check it. A few minutes later, he comes back and he said, there's nothing wrong with that fuse. I said, I promise the fuse is blown. That, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Go check it. We go <laughs> through this three times. And finally, I'm like, whatever. We'll drag it in here. We drag it in the shop. I pop the hood, walk around, and I put my finger on the fuse and everything comes to life. And I said, dude, I told you, check that fuse. He's like, I did. I put a voltmeter or a, a test light right on the top of it. I said, dude, what in the hell? Pull it out, and it's got a piece of wire wrapped around the bottom of it. Like, that's not checking a fuse, dude. Come, <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine being in the tech support role. I would end up being charged with a crime. Well, for me, my my worst thing is this, right? Because they they hired me um, for Volkswagen and Audi um, because reasons, um, and uh, so like. We would go and I'd, I'd be doing a can diagnostic with a customer and then we go to a module. We want to test a module. I'd be like, okay, um, we want to check your powers and grounds. All right. So, you know, I give, I give pin number, you know, 63 on a, on a, on a 23 pin connector, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Right. And I said, let's, let's load them down. Let's check them. Next thing I hear, I hear beep, beep. I said, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, oh, that's my power probe. I'm like, do me a favor. Take that piece of shit. And throw it into the garbage. <laughs> me and you will, me right. and you will go round and round on that, though. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I, so but I, but I, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. You know, I have a, I have two power probes. All right. But here's the thing. Um, use it where you're supposed to use it. Like, I, I try to explain to the person. I was like, okay, this, this, this module that you're, you're gonna want to condemn, twelve hundred dollars, not returnable. All right. And 
You're testing something that puts zero load on a server. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, Shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Yep, exactly. To see. I mean, what if that thing, that, that wire that you're trying to test has one strand in it, just one strand? It's going to light up and say you got 12 volts there. That's Put it. a freaking do you, do you do you have a test light? Yeah, I got a test light. Okay, fine. Give me a test light. All right, go plug it plug it in. Well, what do you, what do you have on that one wire? Well, it glows red. What kind of test light is that? Well, it's an LED test light. Fuck you. What, throw that thing out. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> right now, throw it away. Now, and 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 then it's okay. Does anybody else in the shop have an incandescent test light? What's that? The little one that lights up with a bulb in it. Okay, cool. Well, get that. So I plug it in. So, so they, they go get that and they plug it in. There's nothing there. And I was like, and then we're, go, we're going through tests for, you know, five, 10 minutes. And I realized, did you ever check this test light to see if it worked? They plug it <laughs> positive, <laughs> negative, the battery doesn't light up. <laughs> this is how this goes. All right. And, and, and the biggest thing that bothers me is um, you go on a tool truck. See if you can buy a test light. Can you buy it? I know, I know at least by me. You can't buy a test light on a tool truck now. You get an LED. You get an LED test light. Can you go on the Snap-on truck and get a test light? You have to ask I'm for sorry. a scope on a rope. That's what you ask for. Scope a on a scope rope. On, a scope on a rope. Scope on a rope. They'll <laughs> hand you a test light, like old school incandescent light bulb test light. Yeah, but like like what's crazy is you can't even buy those on a tool truck anymore. Like I you can't even, I can't even say what day is Maco day, what day is Snap-on day, and go on the truck and get a test light. They'll sell you an LED test light for you know sixty bucks. You can't you can even still get buy load pros. I think there, I think I saw a load pro on, on one of the tool trucks. We're not going to talk yeah. about load pros, but Dusty, I do, <laughs> I do agree. And uh, a power probe is good for certain things, but not load checking powers and grounds. Nope, definitely not. Definitely not. Hey, you know, it was the hook that had the little feature. You could push the button. It was supposed to load it, and it would tell you if it was good or not. <laughs> you ever do that on an injector circuit? No, I haven't. <laughs> I've never it did it in the first place. What are you so, talking about? So. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. So it's it, it's great, right? Uh, it, the idea is to load check a wire, right? I could tell. I, I remember I had a I had a Crown Vic come in and had a misfire, and I thought it might have a bad computer or a bad injector circuit. I put an injector and it didn't fix it. Whatever. That's before I you know started learning how to use a scope, um, which honestly wasn't that long ago. Um, but uh, the boss had the the, the power probe hook. I'm like, all right, this has got this load feature. No matter what, it tests bad because there's not enough oomph on the wire to, to, to make it work. Either that I was doing it wrong. <laughs> the best the best, the, the best load is a light. Put an 8.7 yeah. bulb on it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So here's the thing, though. Does the ego get in our way? Oh, right? absolutely. You think the ego, you, you yeah. know, and, and look, I, I'm guilty of it, too. Right? I think we're all guilty of it. I mean, mm-hmm. how? What do you say to that technician? And and I guess maybe the bigger question is: Do you think a technician like that would actually be listening to something like this, or a shop owner? You know, I, I got a message just a little bit ago from a chick talking about um, her business partner, mm-hmm. and she was saying like, "Nope, he won't go to training. He's not interested in it. He says that his business is is not like anybody else's, right? <laughs> like like." there's no way they can tell me how to run my business. I already know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I, you know, I take this perspective and I look back and I say, it wasn't until I began to listen to other people and see how other people did things that my business actually began to work. Right. I tried to wing it myself and that failed miserably. And and the same thing with a lot of the cars that I've worked on, right? Until I began to listen to other people and look for resources outside of my own head, dude, it was a struggle. I mean, it was so, tough. Well, and, I beat me too, man. I was the same way when I when I had my first shop. Um, they, they, I was twenty three year years old. I thought I knew everything, <laughs> and and I I was my own worst enemy with that. I I thought I knew everything. Everybody came to me. I was the shop people came to. I was just really good with a parts cannon. And right. it, took, it, it took me getting over my Very ego precise. to realize that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was I was Annie like I was Annie fucking Oakley with that with that shot, with the shotgun. <laughs> What's wrong with the load pros? What's wrong with the? We're not going to get started with the load pros. No, no we're not. What's wrong with the load pros? I'm looking at the load pros. I'm like, this is kind of cool. I I like the load pros. It it it, it is kind of cool, but it's it's not it's not. It's not the best. <laughs> it, 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 it's good, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't give you it, 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 the load it's a that it puts on a circuit. Load. Yeah, the load that it puts on a circuit is not enough. Right. Well, so, but but here's the thing. What I use mine for, right? I, I I love the Load Pro for like basic sensor wiring, VRF circuits, stuff like that. I'll throw the Load Pro on it all day long. Right. Big stuff. No, no way. Injector circuit stuff like that. I I go and find a real load and put on it. You know what's great about the Load Pro? What the book that comes with it? Oh, dude! <laughs> hey, have you his explanation? What's in the book? It comes with the book, dude. The book is pretty yeah. Badass. It tells you basically at what amperage, what resistance it should be at, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like a electricity for dummies. Yeah. Is basically what it is. It's it, dude, it, it's awesome. He, he's he's a really nice guy. Um, very interesting fellow. If who, you watch, you talking about the guy who developed the Load Pro. Um, the guy we're trashing on right now. Calling I'm us tool tra- garbage. Oh, you I used to cra- I used to crap out of a low pro. <laughs> Why don't you too, talk David? about Dorman? Oh, ouch! Well, I've uh, never I've never heard of it. I'm um, I'm interested. No, I mean I I, I used to, I was looking dude. at Brandon uh, Brandon Dills has got a that high amp load test light 
Yeah. Do my bumper. I was thinking about getting one, a couple of those for my guys. But here's the cool thing is his videos, the Load Pro's guy, the Load Pro guy's videos that he provides, they're all over YouTube, but but the way he explains loading a circuit is brilliant. If you ever get a chance, go look it up. And, and also the way he explains that this is the only way to do this and I am smarter than you. And if you have any <laughs> other ideas other than what I say, um, uh, you're an oh, idiot. Scotty Kilmer in it. Um, you know, I... <laughs> There was a <laughs> no, no, no. with the glasses, or is it the old guy? No, no, not the old guy. Um, oh, the old guy. Yeah. You know, the that's best thing that a low pro is yeah, actually for the best thing a low pro is what? good at is uh, vehicle draws. Like a low pro works really well for yes. that. I mean, really well. I mean, you can you can basically go over top of your fuses in house, man, and isolate a circuit with a low pro fast. So, I mean, and that's that's one. Nice. That's one. I had never thought of that. Yeah. But that's what I use it for the most. Is well, that's I was a listening. badass I was watching idea, YouTube Dusty. Videos. What would you say? Um, basically, you <laughs> say it again. I was watching YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, when you have uh, intermittent power draws or a power draw, constant power draws on a car, um, basically, you know, you, uh-huh. you hit all your locks. You know, let the car go to sleep. Do this, that, and the other, and make sure that your, your draw is present and whatnot. And you can go over the fuse box you know, fuse boxes in cars nowadays, man. And you can actually isolate the circuit with the low pro fast. So, I mean, that's what I use the, the low pro for the most is because yep. when you push the button, it, it makes a complete yep. circuit. Well, not only that, it, it does some other things too. That's an awesome, that's an awesome yeah. idea. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I cannot okay, so visualize it, it in my head. So you got two leads that go to your meter, right? <laughs> Yeah. The other lead comes off of the load pro and you ground it because that's how you load the circuit, right? Okay. That's where the ground comes from for the load for the circuit. If you do that the opposite way, you can actually load that circuit. In other words, you can provide power to that circuit, right? Through the fuse. I explain that right. Well, sort of. Or you can just, or you can just see which, which, which <laughs> you, you kind of see which fuses is uh shoot a video. On I will, it. I will, I, shoot yeah, I'll, I'll make one. I have to make a draw, but that's not too hard to do, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that can happen. Is it any faster than than using a thermal image? Uh, no, I mean, dude, yes, <laughs> yeah, thermal image. You gotta wait for the call the car to cool off. Yeah, that, you can use it. Listen, I just do the voltage drop across the fuses and I'm done. Yeah. No, no. First of all, I want I, I want I want a dusty video because I've got a dusty video. Um, I cannot play it with children around. But, but yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Like, it, it's got to be legit. This thing we're gonna turned post this on A-side like, just for way him. off in the left field. Um, I'm not. What? I'm not talking like that. It's just. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just gonna pretend you're talking like that and roll with it. What like What about this. an impound? Well, amp pounds work. Well, that's pro- yeah. The amp pound is probably going to be your faster ticket, you know, because I mean that actually takes all yeah, the, so- the the calculation out of it in your head, man, for like doing the voltage drop across the circuit and all that stuff. Amp pounds are quick too. Okay. I mean, I I have a I I've I'll, I've had I'll other just guys stick to my amp pound then. Yeah, I mean that's another way to do it, but I mean long. We we all do this for a living, so I mean it's it's not that bad. Um, you. I actually use a power probe a lot, and I, there's videos of me chasing communication issues with a power power pro, or a power probe, uh, power probe three. I don't like the fours. I have a hook, and I use it seldomly. It's just I've never. I don't think I've gotten inept with it enough. I've been using a power probe three for two decades, decade and a half. 
you know, a long time. I think the we, you, we use the hook because you can adjust the amount of yeah you can yeah. you can set the circuit breaker. So if you know that that circuit, it's like okay, we can't we can't jam whatever amount of power we want into the circuit. So if well, the you're circuit not has a five amp, yeah, well, you're not see, trying to let the, the smoke problem. out of a circuit. right there. You're using you're using it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that, but that right there is what's wrong. You you, sh- you should not be putting power in something you think it could blow up. <laughs> no, listen, we no, don't tell David che- that kind of thing. Right? You check things for power. You don't. I don't. I mean, you usually you're not going to go power up a circuit, not unless it's like a headlight bulb or something like that. You know what I mean? Or you know, like a tail light. No, listen, well, hold, on, that, hold on, hold on, hold on. Out of wire is a whole that's... lot easier to find when it's on fire. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, I don't understand. Test. I'm I'm legitimately asking here because I have no idea. Okay. So oh, I'm, I'm asking here, the, 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 if you need to power the circuit on for whatever reason, I mean, how else are you going to power the circuit on? I mean, all right. I so give an example, so like, if, okay. Go ahead. Oh, no, oh you want an example from me? Yeah. 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 Just give an example of what you're trying to power. Uh, a window, a window. Okay. So, so where, where are you powering it from the switch or the actual motor itself? Sure. Let's say at the motor. Let's just say at the motor itself. Yes, power probe all day long. <laughs> at the switch, oh, you're, uh, you're speaking like it's absolutes. Then I mean, like, so in some instances, it's okay to use a power probe to, to load the circuit up. Like, I'm not trying to to turn on a module or something like that. But at the same time, like sometimes you know you just want to supply power. Most of the time, it's so I can load the circuit up. Like I'll isolate. That this is what we mostly use the power probe for. Is we'll isolate the circuit. So we can check a run of wires and we want to mm-hmm. check, measure voltage drop across this section of wire. We'll hook up a power probe to it and, and jam 12 volts through it and then check our, check our uh, voltage drop and, and see if it's, if, if it's okay. So that see, that's where I, as a diagnostician, I would, I would disagree. Okay. A couple, a couple reasons. Um, same reason. I don't like the bench test parts. All right. Um, because you want you want to do a loaded voltage drop with the, with the circuit as, as as it's designed. You're using different amperage. You're using different conditions to power up a wire. All right. I have so, a technician that works for me, and he's like, "Well, we need to check it in its environment." Yes. And I tell him he's crazy. No, he's not crazy. No, he's, he's, he's not crazy. <laughs> think, of, think of it Think of it this way. All right, you got a purge valve, right? We're not going to talk about Volkswagen purge valves because they're, they're horrible out of the box. But you, you got a purge valve, right? And you think you think it's bad. You take your power probe out there, put 15 fucking amps through it. It's going to it's gonna work all the time because you're putting all the balls through it. But if, you know, you're using you're using it as as designed, maybe maybe it'll fail. Yeah, driver's issue. But I mean, you also got to be, I mean, a power probe has to be very dangerous. Like you don't want to go, you know, powering up a brushless fuel pump with a power probe. You know, I mean, it's, you mm-hmm. know, things like this. I mean, it just, I mean, you're anything that's pulsed with modulated, which in, you know, German cars is damn near yeah. everything nowadays. Well, you got to know your circuit. I, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes so, sense. I mean, like you should know your circuit. Yeah, so that's why I stick with a power probe one. <laughs> it's it, it, it's a good ground, and if I want to if I want to power a power door lock, <laughs> or light up a headlight <laughs> or a motor, that's good. See, I like the I like I like the power probe three the best. I think, man. So because I mean, it you can actually hear the circuit going. I mean, and when you get comfortable enough with the tool and everything, like, like I mean, you can even a bad ground and stuff like that. I mean, it'll it, that bitch will go just like he said. But you can look at look at the screen and see that there's point zero one volts on it. And that's a ground. It's like up oh, up oh, up. Oh. Now I need to walk to my toolbox and get a fucking light. You know, 
because this mm-hmm. actually needs to be loaded. But, um, I mean, it's just don't be dumb with it, just like anything else. Um, the ego the ego thing, I think we need to go back to, to retract, too, because, I mean, he, him, I mean, Chris and Justin Morgan will probably get together and harp on this. Power Probe is dangerous in the wrong hands. It is. Very. Yes. I mean, every tool has its place. There's times where you see, you can actually see something with the Power Probe, but, hey, look, this needs to be verified because this ain't right. I mean, and then you can exactly. even, like, the power probe in itself too is like you can look at the circuit and see that I have you know twelve point three volts or something like that with the power probe three, but my red light isn't lit lit up and I have no beep going on, but I can see voltage. Okay, now I know that hey, I need to go get a light again. You know, so I mean, there's uh, there's other ways around it. You can even stab that thing on you know six or fourteen on some com lines, man, and just listen to the message being received. I mean, straight it's a. It's like Morse code. It'll be an 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 in depth, you know, steady, constant message received that's coming through on sound on three point three volts. So I mean, there's... so you so you so you you listen for beeping or steady to see if you got one yeah. dead can line. Yeah, basically, and then that makes me all right. That's now I need list. to go. Well, back, yeah, back back in the day. But now I need na- one. Yeah. But you now I need to go over to my toolbox. I need to bust out an oscilloscope. I'm just saying it, it, that's my first look tool for everything is a power probe. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Well, Dusty is clearly going to get hate mail over this. <laughs> I don't um, care. <laughs> yeah. But but again, let's let's ta- let, let, let's let's tie I don't this know, back. Where, this where did where did the power probe get such a bad reputation? I don't understand. Like, is, is it just like out that? Of modules? Cool. Yeah, literally. Is I've, it I've, really? I've, yeah, have you ever seen a half blown fuse? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, uh, I understand yeah. <laughs> the like. I I learned my lesson on a on a Grand Cherokee with a half blown fuse. It just had a hairline crack. If you looked at it, it looked fine, but it wasn't powering on the PCM. That's the car wouldn't start. And yeah. so, like, yeah, I mean, you had to check it with an old school test light, and all of a sudden, like, you didn't have any. You had voltage, but you didn't have mm-hmm. any light, and you knew the the problem. You traced it back. We found it car started right up i learned my lesson but uh, you know it seems like the the hacky mechanics first tool is the uh, the power probe well that's and, and again that's how i wanted to tie that back into the ego conversation because again that 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 you you have to get past that ego uh of no my power probe is the best tool on the planet and that and you have to get past the ego and explain why maybe in this case maybe not <laughs> is know? it maybe that they're intimidated by oscilloscopes because, like, I think that's oh, more of an oh, ego thing. Oh, oh, I didn't even get the scopes yet. <laughs> well, that's I, what I'm talk- saying. Like, I, I think that, that like, the, the, the techs with the biggest egos tend to speak over everybody's head intentionally. Right to, right. to make them sound more sophisticated. And it's like, oh, well, I don't use that. I need my eight channel, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the, and OE only and this, that, and the other. And, and it's... I mean, See, they're found, just, they're just, you know, I found the opposite. They, they, most of the super arrogant texts don't have that data to pull from. But you know, what's funny. Uh, Cause I actually have a friend um, who thinks he knows everything. And like, he's one of those guys that if you bring up a conversation, he's done it. I um, didn't know you were friends with David. Oh, I no. know a lot about very, very little. Hey, so you, I, I don't mean to interrupt. If you fall Chris, in my space, yeah, Chris, you've got to keep this thought. Listen, yeah. you, you just you keep saying what you're going to say over and over again in your head while I say this, David. 
Mike Byers, I ate lunch with him recently. Uh-huh. And he said, I just want you to know I lost a lot of respect for David Roman. And I said, why is that? What happened? Did he say something? He said, yeah. He said he put time and chains and phasers in a 5.4 that had 100,000 miles on it. He's a dummy. <laughs> and I said, well, I mean, I could have told you that. but No, no. Oh, this right. thing had almost 200,000 on yeah. it. <laughs> it was such a bad idea. I don't know. Did I, didn't, do I have no idea. And we, we went sidetracked. We slowly screwed up Chris's thought. No, I didn't. No. No, Dusty. No. I didn't do it. Okay? I didn't do it. It was it was all wrong. I shouldn't have done it. I don't know why. I, I, I thought I, I wasn't even thinking. It was just like, this is what's broken. I'll fix it. I At no point, and I've done dozens of these, at no point did I stop and go, you know what? I should check all these other things that blow these things up. And I didn't all do you it. Need, and all, what happened? All you needed the was, vehicle is sitting you, outside right now, outside right now, was, with all sorts of problems. All you needed was a hot oil pressure check. That was it. That's it. <laughs> but that's uh it. yeah. That, <laughs> so, that, that's the last I don't work on Fords and I know that. Laster diagnostic profile. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, let's just assume that the hot oil pressure was was off though. At, at this point now we're having to what? I'm have to check crankshaft end play. That's where we're at right now in this vehicle. No, you put a motor in it. Yeah, you put what a motor in it be done. Hot oil pressure is low, it gets a motor. Duh. Yeah, you, um, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's going to cost you more to fix There's going to be a way Dude. to fix this thing without me putting a goddamn engine in this thing. No, you're going to put a motor in it. Why? Yeah. Because if that's how you fix it. is low, it's getting a motor. That's all there is. That's the only option. No, that is no, like... no, 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 no. No, that's BS. I'm going to fix this thing. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going to fix hey. this thing. Hey, hey you know how you know how you... fix this thing? <laughs> Buy, buy a five gal- <laughs> two, two bottles of STP honey. <laughs> it's good to go. No, no, it'll throw cam phaser codes. I can't no, do that. No, you'll do a lockout kit. Don't lie to me. You'll lock that oh, bad boy out. You know what? That is a fantastic <laughs> idea. This thing is oh, a beat to hell fleet truck. I just need to get it running without codes. Like, it can't stall out. That's what it's doing. Flipping thing is stalling on me. I hate this truck. Chris, what were you saying, buddy? I want to continue this conversation. This is great. <laughs> well, we Mark are talking five point four yeah. kit. Who makes a good one? Uh, for engines and transmissions. <laughs> Just I mean, call and order the motor. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm trying to avoid putting a damn thing. I don't want to do that. It needs one though, man. <laughs> so I mean, there's that. I mean, you could you could order five gallons of Lucas and just go ahead and put it in there, and it'll make it last a little while. But even with a cam hey, lockout listen, phaser I, kit, I, I've got all the five gallons you need, big boy. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my my point my point was this is uh I forget anyway I I, I got I got this friend yes I believe not I do I do have friends now look I, I know I know Dusty I even got his phone number and he even calls me back and answers the phone when I call. But I got this. I got this friend, and he's he's one of those guys. When you talk to a conversation, one of those guys. When like we were talking before, Lucas, you know, you're you're at the bar at Vision talking. Right. He's he's done the thing you're talking about. He knows how he's gonna fix the thing you're talking about. He knows the people that built the thing you're talking about, um, which is kind of impossible given you know how old he is. But um, the but uh, like you get in. The, but I, I sit back and watch, right? And everybody and, and everybody buys the bullshit and, th- and thinks he's really this awesome dude. But um, then you get no. Then then you just sit back and watch and watch him get no technical conver- technical conversation, and he shuts the fuck up. 
Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because yeah. he has no idea what he's talking about in well, his ego. See, that that's a really interesting point, right? Because well, what's wrong every, with that, though? Well, hang on. Everybody that I've ever met that really knows, like, for instance, one of the people that I hold in extremely high revere is Jim Kokonis, right? I love Jim. And, and if you get into a conversation with Jim, Jim doesn't say this works like this or that does this, or I know this person or I know that person. And, and let's be real. Those people who do that, we all struggle with them. David, you should get help. Um, you know, it's tough because you just want to have a conversation and feel real. And and now you're feeling inferior and you're feeling like, well, gosh, he knows every, you know, but, but what's the first thing that Jim does when you're having a conversation with him? When you're talking about something like that, he asks a question. Oh, he asks questions to make you think you're wrong. That's what right. Jim does. Whenever I talk to Jim, <laughs> all right, and I start the conversation, all right, halfway through, I'm like, am I an idiot? I must be wrong. What does Jim know that I don't know? <laughs> Why he's just, having a, question. Hold on he's just having a conversation. <laughs> right. And, and that's the best part is because all of a sudden you learn something, right? Because he's that, that's how he, A, that's how he communicates, but that's how he learns. And now he's talking and he's asking questions. And he's making you think about your strategy differently, right? That to me, that's the sign of true intelligence. That's when we we're not talking about ego anymore. That's hey, let's ask a question about it. Let, let's form this in a different light as opposed to talking about what we know about it. Let's talk about what we don't know about it, right? And and those who are just like my business coach, right? When when we talk about my business. The first thing he always does is ask a question. When you're on the tech support line, what is the first thing you do? You ask a question. Mm-hmm. You're gaining information. You're 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 gathering the information you need. So I think there's a differentiating factor when we look at somebody who already knows everything versus someone who comes in and says, "Gosh, I really don't know. What information do you have? What data do you have?" Right? That to me, like I talk about this sometimes when we hired our service advisor that's that's running the front right now. I'm, we, we talk about bringing uh, uh, scenarios in front of a new hire. Tell me about a time when this happened. Tell me about a time when you ran into this, right? And I said to him, I said, I've, I've got a tractor and I'm, he was working in agriculture. And I said, I, I need to bring my tractor in. How much is an oil pan? And he said, Mr. Underwood, I, I don't know what it would take to put an oil pan on your tractor. The first thing I need to know is, what do you use your tractor for? What kind of tractor do you have? What is its daily usage? Because I can't just tell you what the right thing for your tractor is. I need to understand what you're doing with the tractor. I need to understand what the tractor is, what engines in the tractor we need to have a conversation first. To me, that's a sign of intelligence. Whereas somebody that already knows the answer to it, it's not that they're not intelligent. I don't mean it like that. It's that that they're blind to the rest of the world around them. They're blind to that scenario they can't envision coming up. And that's how we get burnt. That's how we get caught in a scenario that sucks. I just want to say, you said tractor. I'm like, okay, he's saying he's talking about tractors now. <laughs> Tractor. He's talking about tractors now. Tractors. <laughs> I don't know about no tractors. I don't read sometimes. Hey, I, don't I think no Volkswagen tractors. built some tractors years ago. You'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, let's not let's not talk about Volkswagen's history, okay? Because <laughs> we're not going there. It, yeah, it didn't start out so well. <laughs> it got dark quick. <laughs> but I wanted to get back to the ego thing too, because because I mean, now before we get all off of it, I mean, 
I oh, we abandoned that conversation five minutes ago, man. I don't know. Do you want, do you want, do you, do you want to talk? You want to talk about the early years of Volkswagen because we could do that too. <laughs> no, we should uh, probably talk about egos. Yo, for, <laughs> that plays into that as well. But but seriously, the ego thing, egotistical maniacs. I don't. I don't what know mean, what the problem is. A, is that part of being a technician though? You, no, yes, no, you that's, yes. dumb, that's a dumb transitional question. That's awful. Uh, what uh, I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> start over. <laughs> start over. Uh, I'm curious what why you think it's it's uh, a bad thing for the guy to stop talking the minute you start to get into more technical details. Like, it, isn't that no, if you no, dive no. Into it, 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 no, a situation. It, 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 what, what I mean by stop talking is it's the it's time to chop to to to, to join in the conversation and add things to it. And because he has nothing to add, he has he's to the conversation. Oh. That's what I mean. You know, when he goes silent, when I actually talk about things to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, think it's, space. I think sometimes though, like you know, if some, if, I, I tend to do this if if I just don't know anything. If I don't have anything to add, like what am I? What do you want me to say? Like I I don't know. Like I like I told told you earlier, I know a lot about very little. Okay, mm-hmm. and I stay in those lanes. Exactly. Otherwise, I just don't. I don't engage in the conversation because I just. I don't want. You know, it's the whole. Exactly. Ad, it's the whole oh, oh, exactly. Benjamin Franklin but, but adage. It's, it's 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 the whole picture. You don't present yourself as the guy who knows knows all the things and the guy who wrote all the things oh, and the guy who wrote the laws for all the things. Me. I'm, <clears throat> I've been called arrogant a time or two, but well, it's I mean, the whole you, uh, you, Ben you, Franklin you, thing. It's better be thought yo, a but, fool, <laughs> and and remain silent than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Right. So like, arrogance, just, just don't say anything. Arrogance is a little different than, you know, than ego, I think, to to an extent. I mean, you can be arrogant, you know what I mean? And still, you know, be teachable, I guess, I guess is what I'm looking for here. But I mean, when when you have a solid ego issue, man, there is no teaching a lot of times. I mean, you're you're never well, going to be that's wrong. That's an interesting distinction there, because I think a lot of people like they mistake confidence with arrogance. Does that make sense? Like they see somebody that's that's confident. I have I have very confident technicians, mm-hmm. but they're not they're not arrogant. They could be perceived as arrogant by you know the wrong person, usually of lesser intelligence. They they'll perceive one of my technicians as being arrogant, but they're confident in their abilities, but they're not egotistical because they'll stop and they'll ask questions when necessary. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that is, that's that good. is very that's good. That's what the I ability mean, the ability to stop and ask for questions before digging yourself a hole. <laughs> that, that is that is that is that yeah, is. But that I think that, that confidence, though, to stop and ask questions when it's necessary, I think is vital. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes, like Dusty saying, I think that's what makes the distinction between. Somebody who's arrogant and somebody who's egotistical. The the egotistical guy may not ask questions. They don't want to be perceived as not knowing mm-hmm. because they're not confident in their abilities. They're not confident in what they know. They're not confident in what they're saying. So, in order to not be perceived as a fool, that they, they'll maybe they'll see themselves as as lowering their social standing or whatever in the conversation or in the dynamic uh, it, within the conversation. So they'll say, well. I'm just not going to ask any questions or I'm not going to say anything or because I don't want to, I don't want to seem stupid, but somebody who has confidence, I mean, they don't care. They they're, they're interested in learning. They're interested in engaging and that's it. 
That's mm-hmm. all, because they're confident in their their knowledge, their abilities, their intelligence. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes it a lot does. of sense. Uh, can I tell I'm a story? Asleep. Yeah, tell a story. Yes. All right, I'm going to tell a quick story here. Uh, I got kicked in my balls very, very hard on a gray market '80s G wagon, CIS car, and all this stuff. Like it. I've had this thing for a long time, rebuilt the front axle, done a bunch of other things to it throughout some time. And a uh, guy wanted, you know, just some maintenance done. Like car came in running and, uh, you know, it got towed out basically, you know, with two valves that are now seized in the head. So, I mean, we're not going to go there. I fucked up <laughs> and I fucked up so bad to where it got to the point to where I ended up calling another shop. I called Mike Haven because he's like 267 years old and knows these knows these old Mercedes CIS, you know, cars very well. You know, he was, you know, he was probably the guy that was was building them back in the day. But um, I actually called him and I said, Mike, I need some help. I'm going to tell you this G-Wag. He's like, dude, you can fix this car. You can fix this car. You can fix this car. I'm like, at this point, I can make more money fixing modern Audis. And this thing is nothing but lost time and lost money for me. It's lost revenue. So, I mean, at this point, you know, I'd rather just pay somebody else, fix it, and let me pick it up. And that's this is the first time I've ever done this probably in the last five years, man. And it, it hurt, you know, for one car but- to actually leave. And it hurt. Like, it, I mean, but... It was the right call. But thinking so, about it, that and having that weight off your chest and having somebody else that you know is going to handle it, that, that, that's got to make you feel better. It does and it doesn't. I feel like one beat me. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and that's that right there. That's 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 the kick in the balls part of it, man. Is But in the same breath is, you know, now we're punching outies out the door and, you know, this one loss versus, you know, all of the income that we're actually receiving instead of me being days in here. Not knowing anything, I don't know anything about these cars. I've learned more in the last few years on this thing. On, and I think the biggest lesson I learned is don't take in G wagons and don't take in gray market cars. <laughs> and well, don't exactly. definitely well, don't take in a gray market G wagon. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, you just and, can't and, get out of your wheel. Hundred percent. Right? I, I too. I totally. And, and I, that's a good lesson learned, especially you as a business owner. No, you can't be anymore. doing that. Your job. Your your job is to make money. No, like you, yeah, but- you, you are responsible. You, you you are responsible to your employees to make sure they get paid, right? You're responsible to everybody in the front. I mean, you, you got a job to do. But you got to you got to understand that that was you know having to tow a car out. I mean, luckily I knew the right people. He decided, hey, look, we'll take this in. I mean, and yeah, we'll do it for you. I'm like, oh man, full rate. Got to learn this lesson. But he's. You know, it went over there yesterday. I seen it. I seen it leave, and I think I came home and I slept pretty good. So. But that was, I mean, I think that was where I didn't want to let the car leave for the longest time. And it was because of ego. I'm like, I can't let it win. I can't let it win. I can't let it win. And then it was finally time to concede. It was finally time. But is there a, le- is there a, le- is there a lesson to learn kind of stay in your lane, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, and this is, I mean, this is, this, it's a long story, but we're not really, this is a friend. He's got a couple of other cars. He's got a couple of Audis. He's got a smart car. He's uh he's got a Ferrari that I've done a bunch of work on and stuff too. Um, but this, just this G wagon, he even told me, he came up to the shop yesterday, you know, after we had to- towed it down to Mike's place. And he was like, Dustin, we're still friends. I'm still going to bring you cars. He's like, I understand I'm a car guy. We've all had fast cars. You know, I, you, you're, you're a really good dude. You know, this isn't going to affect anything. I'm like, man, it, you say that 
but I'm still like, this is, this is heavy on my heart, man. You know, so, I mean, to actually admit, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good technician. I mean, and that's ego aside, like I, I can, I can get around and do, and do pretty good, but you know, one, the one that didn't get fixed is always the one you, they don't remember the, 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 the 10,000 cars that you have fixed. It's always the one you didn't, uh, in your, in, I think in your head. Yeah, uh, that's that's what you remember. Yeah, because honestly, um, and I want to tell a story. I want to tell a story about you right now, Dusty. Um, okay. Because there was one that was one that kicked my ass. Uh, I don't remember. It was last year. I called you on that S8 with that V10. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With the time with the timing problem. Um, like okay. I was lost. I had a I had a, I had, a, I had an Audi V10. It was a customer called in with a timing problem, and I, just, I couldn't figure it out. Reason is, is this V10 isn't just some regular motor you can buy parts for. No, uh, because Lamborghini wanted a motor to put in their car, so Audi built them one. But they don't give you any information on it. And I couldn't, I could, the, the car was out of time, or at least it was saying it was out of time. So uh, you could either take the engine out to check it, um, which is ridiculous, or you, can, or you can use a scope. I'm all about using a scope, right? All right, so fine. But where's the known good pattern? I have no known good, no good pattern. I don't know anybody who has one. My first call was to Dusty. Like he's, he's, he's one of my first calls when I need something. Because like if I haven't seen it, he has, <laughs> and like I, I got no pro- I got no problem making a phone call or or you know trying to ship something to somewhere, you know. And he and he took the call and he took it. I mean it's 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 all about asking for help. I mean and even you remember uh, you remember the 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 low oil pressure Audi with the timing codes and stuff like that. Oh man, yeah, that, gra- yeah, that, yeah thing, that that one that one was a workout, yeah. man. There's a check valve underneath the head. It's a one way check valve that is not listed in EDCA. And uh, like that one gave us a run. Like it was back and forth between you and me on that. I mean, that's a two way street between the two yeah. of us, though, too. I mean, it mm-hmm. was even a few nights ago to, or it wasn't a few nights. It was a couple of weeks ago to me and you were talking, uh, you know, because I'm doing a DQ 500 swap on my my car, which yeah, has five cylinder. Uh, no, I'm doing a DQ 250 swap into the okay. into the S3. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some coding issues here soon, but I mean, you, there's gonna be a phone call probably involved in that too. But the DQ two or the DQ five hundred can handle you know tw- twice the horsepower. So I mean, I blew my transmission at six fifty. It ain't gonna hold a thousand. So I mean, but that's the, that's neither here nor there. But I mean, but I mean, me, when me and you have conversations, usually it's an hour long. <laughs> so yeah. And it's just, it's just a split. Yeah, I remember that when we started talking about you, you were doing some kind of weird swap on a car that, you know, it was, you're going to put a, a later model in an earlier car, trying to get coding oh, yeah, to, work yeah. to try to work it normally. And yeah, we we're trying to come up with ways to actually get this car to work because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but we, uh, we finally figured out, we're going to, we went with a standalone system on that. So it made it a whole lot easier. But yeah. Well, yeah, standalone's fine. If you, if, if you don't got to smog it, standalone's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, um, I mean, even here, man, you know, you get some $20 bills over the eyeglasses and, you know, you know, what's small, but yeah, uh, Texas is great, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, but uh, I mean, you got to, you got to understand that there's, there, there is a lot behind ego and I think I have a lot of ego and I do, but I've also, I don't mind asking for help when I need it. And, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. I th- honestly think that me and Chris, we know the right people to we ask. We just made that distinction. We what just that? made that distinction. That's not ego. It's, it's, uh, not ego. It, it's just confidence. But it can be. 
Yeah, but you're it can confident be. in your I mean, ability. You know when to to ask. Yeah, I mean, there's no the one knows everything. Ego is thinking you're going to fix that G wagon. That's ego. Uh, well, that, that's what that's what I, that's what kept Dusty from from holding on to that for that G wagon for a little too long. Yeah, yeah, I think I had this thing for like me, a like, year. You know, there's plenty <laughs> of cars sitting here at the shop that are entirely my ego. It's me thinking, ah, eh, we'll figure it out eventually. No, that thing uh, needs to do, get pushed out of here and crushed long ago. And I, I you know, sometimes, like you, you were saying, you put a motor, uh, Chris, you, you put a motor in, in that lane. Ford yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting a lockout kit in that Ford. <laughs> Somebody told me lockout kit. <laughs> so I got, I got, a, I got, I got a question, Dave. You're in North Cacolac. Hell no! Come on now, don't you be throwing that shade at you're me like that, Carolina. Yeah. Me. All right. Cool. So Who? yeah. So me. Yeah, you, Dave. I'm yeah. In Kansas. You're in Kansas. Even worse. All right. So like. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> but I know. I know here. Uh, here in Long Island, having a car here, uh, with the, with the way land costs, uh, two three cars, project cars, taking up taking up room. That's costing you hundreds of dollars a day. Uh, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, so you got you got to you got to let go of the ego real quick, and then you start making some money. Well, so uh, when we when you're talking about flyover country, there's lots of space out here. It's the, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah hey, so space I've isn't the problem. Forty parking here, spots, here, dude. Space is a problem. You know, you're you're, you're paying you're paying you know ten grand a month for a, a, a two bay shop and like five spots. You know, yeah. <laughs> so have, ha- having that, having that ego car is costing you a lot of money that you don't realize to satisfy your ego. Dude, I have got forty parking spots, and I load I mean, them. We have a, all we the have time. a small lot too, man. So I mean, I, I can get that. I mean, and you know, pushing this G wagon off and on the alignment lift every damn day gets old. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're pushing it up the alignment. Is your alignment lift flat, or does it go up a little bit? Yeah, yeah. dude. You, what do I work on? Can you answer that question, please? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, oh, no, no, no. We have you work have on an, expensive it, we, shit. <laughs> no, it's not. No, not always. I work. I work on trash too. You know, but but we yeah we have an in ground alignment lift only because we do a lot of suspension work and uh, we have some exotics come in and stuff like that. And it's just you know I don't want nine, like, nineteen do I, feet of what do ramps. I work on? <laughs> what do I work on? <laughs> I'm sorry. That what ego. Was I thinking? <laughs> that, that that ego. It's that damn ego right there. <laughs> I work on Chevrolet Cobalts. Let me tell you. <laughs> With hey, busted man. control arms. Hey, I had a. Uh, when I, I was in, when I was. Go ahead. Go on. Oh, I want to hear a. Ca- I want to hear a dusty yeah, Cavalier a good story. Cavalier story. <laughs> no. no, I had. I know. I owned a Cavalier. This was. I don't know. Probably 10, 12 years ago. I have to try to find some pictures of it. But uh, I was working at a muffler and tube chassis shop a long time ago, and uh, like we done a full tube chassis and put an LS motor in it, and it just saws all the floor pans out of the damn thing and dropped it on. That's a fun car. I'm, Dustin can't just have ra- a normal Cavalier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, dude just can't deal with a quad four. No, 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 no. Let's put an LS in it. Why? Because uh, reasons. <laughs> uh, this was a two point two man. The old, you know, the old, you know, single cam two point two. Push rod two two. Yeah. Yeah, oh. push rod. Yeah, that was a that was an indestructible motor, man. <laughs> good, the good old days. But I mean. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, that was, I remember what my wife wrecked it. My, uh, my ex-wife wrecked it and, uh, like she didn't t- say anything about it or anything. Cause we didn't drive this car in the rain. Cause it would, it would not hook. I mean, it, like, I mean, it, and, uh, she, she wrecked it and it came, it was coming in on the rollback and I was in the shop and I see the rollback coming. I'm like, 
that looks like my car. I see the wheels and everything. Like, that is my car. And, dude, I hit my knees and cried like a little girl because I was like two years of build. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. It is. And now I'm doing the same thing all over again. I haven't built a, like, I had a prelude after that that was fat. It was like running 42 PSI. That thing would lift the whole right side of the car up when it would blow off. That was fun to drive. And then here I am. I still do this. I'm, I'm still a kid. I'm a, always been a ricer. You know, they always say there's no replacement for displacement, man. But with these modern four cylinders with dual VVT and turbo systems and stuff, man, these cars flat out get it. You don't need V8 anymore. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOC podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to ASOG.site and click on the Become a Patron Now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax-deductible. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and on YouTube so you never miss any of our upcoming episodes, including a whole bunch of new videos we'll be dropping very soon. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time. you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy to use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to getshopware.com and see what I mean today. That's getshopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.